Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit ChildAndFamilyResourceNetwork.org today. Hello again, friends, and welcome into Gamecock Central Radio Basketball Report with Gamecock great Joe Rett. I'm Emerson Phillips, the Gamecocks. Beat Georgia on Wednesday night at home, and we're down to the final three games of the regular season. Joe, we met uh, before the Georgia game talking about the Gamecocks. You know, what, what feels like outside chances of making the NCAA tournament, but they took that first step, beating Georgia. Carolina with a two-game regular season sweep of the Bulldogs, and Carolina's now beating Georgia four straight. And the Gamecocks hit 13 threes on Wednesday night, Joe. So the first check box checked off, and the Gamecocks uh, now need to win these last three, headed to Mississippi State on Saturday. Oh, definitely. They checked off all the uh, superlatives that they needed to win this game. Um, another key point to that game was, they got 40 points off the bench the other night, which is amazing. Uh, you had Booker come in and play well. Uh, Felipe Hazy played a tremendous game, shooting the three, uh, rebounding, playing great defense. You know, with uh, Chris Silva in a little bit of foul trouble, he still was able to uh, pull out a, a pretty good game. And also the PT again. Again, we're going to always talk about the points officers, and I have to give it to them. I've been riding them a little bit this year, but the signing Gravit and Myers, they played a really, really good game. And what they did was uh, they didn't turn the ball over. And they both shot the ball well and, you know, made it very, very difficult defensively uh, for Georgia on the other night. You know, another head-scratcher, um, Emerson, when you, you look at the stats, uh, they only had a few turnovers, which was the key. But it just amazed me how well um, and how poorly they shoot and pull out these games. Another game where they shot around 30-something percent and still won the game. But they shot pretty good from the three the other night. But um, a lot of misses came from Coach Saw on the inside. He missed a lot of chippies. But um, overall, this team played really well. They played tough and uh, put up, put out a, 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 a great win the other night. Carolina beat Georgia 66-57. The Gamecocks are now 15-13 and on the year. They're 6-9 and in SEC play. Georgia falls to 15 and 12, and they're also six and nine in the league. The Gamecocks hit 13 threes in the ball game, four of them from Frank Booker, who finished with 14 points in 34 minutes. Wesley Myers hot from downtown as well, knocking down five of seven threes. Myers finished with 15, and he and Chris Silva both had 15 points in the ball game. It was 15 points and six boards for Silva in just 19 minutes of action. And the Gamecocks had two other players in double figures. Uh, Felipe Hase hit for 12 points, a couple of threes for Hase. Joe, he'd been shooting the ball very poorly in SEC play, so it was good to see him make some big shots on Wednesday night. It was. It was a good game for him. He had a little bit of confidence. Uh, with Chris Silva, again, being in foul trouble, he had his opportunity to step up. And, uh, you know, obviously he's a good shooter because you can see uh, several times out of timeout, um, Frank called, called high screens and plays for him to shoot the three. And a lot of bigs are not going to push out on him because, they, not, they don't think that he can make the shot. He obviously is a good shooter. So um, this is what you want to see, especially this time of year, with the young guys coming in with him, uh, Felipe Hase, and also 
uh, Mania coming in, and you want to have them have a little bit of confidence and, and playing well during this stretch because, you know, this season isn't over by no means, but uh, you want them guys to have a little bit of confidence uh, so they can do what they need during the summertime and be the leader that they need to be uh, for the next upcoming season. The Gamecocks committed just five turnovers. That was a season low, and Joe mentioned 17 turnovers for Georgia. So, Joe, you know, 17 turnovers, that's 17 lost possessions, and when you add it all up, that was the difference in the ball game. Absolutely, that was the difference. Uh, we took care of the ball on our end, and we made it extremely difficult uh, for the Georgia team the other night. They were out of their element the other night. They they were, um, you know, a lot of turnovers came from uh, Silver. Those guys were taking charges, and those guys were trying to penetrate to the basket. And, and, you know, this team has a lot of energy from, you've seen that from last Saturday, in the last Saturday's game. The energy level has picked up, and I give uh, Frank a lot of credit for that. You know, I, there was a point during that six-game losing streak that I thought, you know, this team was – they just lost their confidence and just wasn't – was almost ready to split the season over with. But somehow he, he, he found a way to reach this team and, and, and got them to believe that, hey, the season isn't over, then, you know, they can still do some things and, get, you know, have a good season if they, you know, continue to play well. So they did that, and they're coming out playing well right now. And, then, you know, again, this is a very tough team when they're playing well not turn the ball over. Gamecock bench has been outstanding the last two ball games. The win over 10th-ranked Auburn and now this win over Georgia. 43 points for the bench in the win over Auburn. 41 for the Gamecock bench in the victory over the Bulldogs. So Carolina headed now to Mississippi State. The Humphrey, the site of Saturday's ball game. We got a 3.30 tip-off on the SEC Network. And, Joe, Mississippi State's playing well right now. They've won 20 games this year. They're 20-8 and eight coming in. It's their first 20-win season since 2012, and they're currently in a six-way log jam, six-way tie for third place in the SEC. So Mississippi State's still very much alive for an NCAA tournament berth, and, Joe, they can finish in the top four in the SEC's final regular season standings, which would give them a double bye in the SEC tournament. So Mississippi State's playing well. They won two in a row coming in. Last two games they beat Mississippi and they won by 12 on the road against a good Texas A&M team. So the Bulldogs are hot coming in. Not a surprise. Um, we spoke earlier about how well um, the SEC is this year, and I attribute that to uh, the coaching. We have a lot of great coaches, and Ben Holland is one of those guys that has taken this Mississippi State team to another level. Um, they're fighting for you know, a position in the SEC tournament. Also, they're trying to fight. Well, I want to say fighting for NCAA birth, I think. Uh, with their resume and what, what they got left. I think they'll be in. So they still have a lot to play for, and it's all about positioning. So um, USC going to have their hands for us, especially playing at Mississippi State. Um, they're a tough team down there, and uh, they beat us by five or six earlier this year, I believe. And uh, it's going to be a tough game for us, but if we do what we need to do, I think we could pull it out. Yeah, Mississippi State came to Columbia and beat the Gamecocks at the Colonial Life just a couple of weeks ago, and now the Gamecocks – make the return trip to Starkville where Mississippi State is 17-1 and at home this year. And, Joe, I know that the Bulldogs are concerned about Chris Silva, one of the top big men, uh, not only in the SEC but in the country. But Mississippi State will counter uh, Silva with Eric Holman and Abdul Abdu. they got a couple of good big men in their own right, and they feel like that's a pretty good matchup for them with their two bigs going against Chris Silva. Absolutely. It's going to be a good matchup. It was a good matchup earlier this year between those guys. That, uh, they make it very difficult for um, Chris Silva. And he has to, you know, has to, uh, of course, stay out of foul trouble. Uh, you know, sometimes you get worried when you get in foul trouble. But they, uh, the other night against Georgia, the guys came in and, and held their own while he was out. But against this uh, Mississippi State team, 
he's going to have his hands full, and Felipe Haas and Mike Kosar as well are going to have their hands full. So uh, we just have to play tough. Um, just don't let those guys dominate us and, 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 you know, push them out of their comfort zone. Uh, don't let them beat you to the box. Don't let them, you know, get easy baskets, box out, get rebounds. Don't let them get offensive rebounds, get them going. So if we could do that and keep those guys at bay, I think we will really have a good chance uh, of, of containing them on the inside on, on Saturday. Joe, Joe Lenardi projecting eight SEC teams into the NCAA tournament right now. We check the SEC standings. Auburn 12-3, and three, Tennessee 10-5. and five. Auburn's ranked 12th. Tennessee ranked 19th in the country. And then six teams tied for third. Mississippi State, Kentucky, Arkansas, Missouri, Florida, and Alabama. All eight and seven in the league. LSU is seven and eight. Gamecocks in a three-way tie at 6-9 and nine with Texas A&M and Georgia, and it's Ole Miss and Vanderbilt bringing up the rear in the conference at 5-10. and 10. So three games left, Joe, at Mississippi State. Tough test for the Gamecocks, and then they're going to have uh, the last two games of the regular season, home against LSU and at Auburn. So, again, Carolina you know, has got to make a run late in the season here. The Gamecocks starting to play better ball of late, and Frank Martin said during his press conference this week, that uh, point guard play has been improved, Joe. Corey Holden left the team last week. We heard about that in the release from the athletic department. And what has happened is uh, Sonny Gravitt and Wesley Myers have you know, emerged as the top two point guards. And those two have gotten better as the season has gone on. And that was a real problem for the Gamecocks early. And now that those two are playing better, the Gamecocks are starting to win some games. Yeah, I, I don't know what to give that to. But um, maybe they're not looking over their shoulder no more. They know it's just those two. And they, they they have to do it between those two. So um, I hate what happened to the kid that he had to leave, but um, maybe it's a blessing in the sky where these guys know that it's upon them and they have to do what they need to do to, uh, um, you know, solidify us and, and contain us as a point guard position. But um, you talk about SEC again. Uh, this, this is going to be a tough stretch for everybody in this league right now. Everybody on jockeying for position. Uh, the last week and a half will be tough for everybody. So, um, anybody, could, a couple of losses can change the, the standards just like that. So um, everybody's trying to, you know, finish the season up strong so they can, uh, you know, mainly a lot of people in the first four, like you said, want that break during the SEC. They want to be off until, what, Thursday or Friday instead of playing five or six games to try to get to the SEC championship on that week. So uh, it's exciting, man. This is the best I've seen the SEC in a long time. And uh, to see so many teams having a chance to make the tournament, uh, it, you know, gives me a lot of pride to see that this this league has gotten so much better along with the players, along with coaching, and just everything around the board. All right, Mississippi State's got two of its last three at home. They've got Tennessee at home next week, and then they will close out the regular year at LSU. The Gamecocks will host LSU next week, and they will finish up the season, the regular year, at Auburn next week. So we got a 3.30 tip-off for the Gamecocks and the Mississippi State Bulldogs. It'll be in Starkville on Saturday, and it'll be on the SEC Network. Huge game for Carolina, Joe. The Gamecocks, we feel like, can still get in the NCAA tournament, but they really can't afford another loss. Can't afford another loss, but hey, again, like we spoke the other day, just take one game at a time, and that means just take care of Mississippi State on tomorrow, and uh, we'll go from there. So, if we, you know, main thing again, take care of the ball. Do not turn the ball over, especially on the road. Uh, when you start turning the ball over and you play in a hostile environment down there in Starkville, uh, it can be very tough, especially with a young, somewhat young team that we have. So, if we take care of the ball, I think we'll, we'll be in the game. And, you know, seemingly when we have these close games, somehow Frank knows how to call the right plays, and we seem to pull him out lately. So, uh, hopefully we can continue that.
Baltimore. Mississippi State seventeen and one at home, so a tall order for the Gamecocks. But you know, if Carolina could get this win, it would be another quality win as the Gamecocks try to build this NCAA tournament. So uh, resume. So Joe, looking forward to tomorrow's ball game, and we'll talk with you again next week. Thanks very much. Thank you, Emerson. That's Gamecock great Joe Rett, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Back next week to talk more Gamecock basketball. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average, and those savings add up. Imagine what you could buy in the future. So, yeah, I used the savings from switching to Progressive 50 years ago to finally buy my dream car. It's a self-driving flying car, but we just say self-flying now. You know, because it's the future, and cars fly in the future. So switch to Progressive and save big because those savings can add up in the future. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.